0: This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Om Saturday to our listeners, welcome to Saturday News Number Eight Hundred and Eighty One. So I'm Glab Pilimoria, and I offer my most loving and humble pranams at the Lord's feet of Abhinav Bhagawan Sri Sathya Sai Baba. Today we'll be hearing a discourse given by Swami in Chennai on the topic of Satya Seva. This was given during the first All India Conference of the Sri Sathya Sai Seva organization. So let's get straight into it. From our archives, Satya Sai Seva. This divine discourse Given by Bhagavan at the first All India Conference of Susatya Sai Saver Organizations at Chennai in nineteen sixty seven reveals the spiritual treasures of Parat and Parathya culture. It also provides valuable guidelines for the working of the Sai organizations and their office bearers, which are very much relevant even today. Following my instructions is the best plan. The Vedas are divinely inspired scriptures. They seek to transmit to humanity the secrets of a happy life here and of liberation hereafter. They reveal to man the essence of God's glory. They have been a source of spiritual knowledge over the millennia for all mankind. The intellect Which man is endowed with as a gift from God to separate good from evil, is the means by which the culture of this land is to be preserved and promoted. When the Vedic treasure house is explored with intelligence, the Atma Tattva, or essential nature of the Self, becomes manifest, and when that is recognized, man becomes eternally happy and full of peace. This treasure was slighted and neglected as a result of the fascination for outlandish ways of life. However, since some years, the feeling of reverence for this culture and the readiness to repent for past mistakes has appeared among people. This conference is itself a sign of revival. You are allotted the task of bringing once again to the homes of the people the message of artmic strength and artmic unity transmuting man into god and experiencing that ananda or bliss is the one and only achievement for which life is to be devoted the efforts you make in your own places are directed to bring this goal into the awareness of each person of course there are in existence many organizations and societies which are engaged in distributing various cures for the spiritual ills of their constituents, and therefore a question may arise about the need for this additional institution. The need has arisen to emphasize the basic and essential discipline which is practical and universal, as prescribed since ages for the revelation of the divine in man. Foster culture. The entire universe is pictured as the body of Vishnu by the Vedas, and Parat is like the eye of the universe, the reason being that she has the most correct vision of the cosmos in the context of time. The mother desires that the son should uphold the honour of the family. He should uphold the fair name of his mother and father. So, Every Indian has to learn and practice the spiritual science that the sages of this land have explored and discovered. However, due to hostile forces, evil company, ignorant fascination, Indians have neglected this foremost duty. The infection has come. It is well settled in the organism. Now it has to be cast out. This conference... And the organizations you represent are attempts to cure that illness. The purpose is the same, whatever the name. Prashanti Vidwan Mahasabha, Satyasai Seva Samiti, Satyasai Seva Dal, or Satyasai Bhakta Mandali. The first aim is to foster and cultivate Bharatiya culture. Let its validity be examined through actual living and one's own discovery of its values and communicated to others by those who have experienced the peace and joy derivable from it. I do not want the extolling of the drug by persons who have not been themselves cured by it. Today, immorality and corruption have destroyed happiness and contentment in the very land where Bharatiya culture grew and flourished. There are many who condemn these things, but those are the very persons who commit the wrongs they deplore. Those who profess to lead the people are themselves led astray by the temptation to fall. So, the very first ideal you must keep in mind when you start and run these organizations is do not crave for status or authority or position. Do not allow any pomp or show Do not compete for publicity or recognition or praise. Duty is God. Do it and be content. You may have desires for self-aggrandizement and plans to fulfill them. I know that some people have already devised plans for getting into official positions. But you must subdue and destroy those desires. Following my instructions without demur is the best plan. While engaged in service, it is wrong to yield to lower cravings or to follow one's own impetuosity. The Vedas declare that it is only by Tyaga renunciation, surrender, submission that immortality can be attained. In the history of India, you must have noticed that all the great movements and empires were motivated by spiritual undercurrents not by political or economic stresses. It is only after the advent of the East India Company that politics and the struggle for political power predominated. You must make politics subservient to the need of promoting and perfecting the fundamentals of Bharatiya culture. The universe is the body of God. In the body, the unity consciousness is Parat. The Aker Parva, or feeling of oneness. Eka-M-That, or truth is one. The Vedas declared eons ago. That is the heartbeat of Parat today. This is the reason why sages, saints, divine personages, and incarnations of God appear here, and proclaim their message to mankind from this land. The precious message is now being exported, but very little is used inside the country. That is the tragedy. SAI organisations must promote faith in God. For the influence available from positions of authority, for acquiring and accumulating power, individuals talk ill of others and breed hatred. From dawn till dusk and dusk till dawn, the chief occupation of people today is finding fault with others, trying to publicise the faults of others. This state of things is an insult cast in the face of our hoary culture. It springs from craving for cheap popularity and temporary fame. Your organisations must endeavour to promote faith in God. If that base is absent, worship Pudgeon, good works, all become meaningless rituals, done under social compulsion. Inner transformation, which is the fruit, can be acquired only when these are done with faith. Faith can grow only from the root of inquiry. Faith is made firmer by inquiry. You must encourage inquiry by the members whom you contact and welcome their efforts to gain first-hand experience. Man strives to provide himself with food, clothing and housing for the sake of the body. He must also provide himself with something to keep the mind healthy and happy. It is the mind that conditions the body. The mind is the instrument, the flywheel, the thickest comrade of man. Through it, One can either ruin oneself or save oneself. Regulated and controlled, channelized properly, it can liberate. Wayward and let loose, it can entangle and bind fast. Try to find out when exactly man is having peace, full, undisturbed peace. You will see that he is at peace only during susupti, or deep sleep. For... At that time, the senses are inactive, the mind is inert and unattached to the senses or their objects. So, when senses are made ineffective to drag the mind out, man can attain peace. That is the real sadhana, the basic sadhana, the withdrawal of the senses from the objective world. It is nivritti marga, the path of detachment. Two fangs that make the individual poisonous. Train the mind to dwell on the inner instrument rather than the outer attractions. Use the mind to cleanse the feelings, impulses, attitudes, tendencies, and levels of consciousness. Let it not accumulate dirt from the outer world and deposit it within itself. If it is attached to actions you perform, THE CONSEQUENCES OF ACTIONS GET ATTACHED TO IT. THIS IS PRAVRITTI MARGA, THE PATH OF ATTACHMENT. UNATTACHED ACTION IS THE PUREST. IT DOES NOT ENCUMBER THE MIND WITH ELATION OR DISAPPOINTMENT. I DID IT. THIS IS MINE. THESE ARE THE TWO FANGS THAT MAKE THE INDIVIDUAL POISONOUS. PULL OUT THE FANGS OF THE SNAKE. THEN THE SNAKE CAN BE HANDLED AND PLAYED WITH AS A PET. These organisations must be vigilant to see that egoism, sense of personal possession, pride or achievement do not invade them. That is the goal to be kept in view. When an organisation is started, it has to lay down for itself certain rules and regulations. But our rules are of a different nature altogether... Our rules emphasize that members must first practice what they stand for. Whatever you desire others to do, you must first put into daily practice sincerely and with steadfastness. You must do pujan regularly and systematically before you advise others about the efficacy of pujans. When you want to be honored by others, you must learn to honor them first. Pagavan is the medicine for Pava Roga. Service has become a word of common currency, but its value is very much reduced by the hypocrisy of the users. Really speaking, only those who are afflicted with agony, equal agony at the sight of pain and suffering, distress or disease, have the right to offer service. For they are not serving others, they are serving themselves serving to remove as fast and as intelligently as they can their own agony. Service to others is the medicine one needs to alleviate the distress which fills one at the sight of distress in another being. Feel that you are serving yourself, that you are curbing your own ego. Otherwise, service heightens your self-esteem and develops a sense of superiority which are both harmful spiritually. Food is the medicine for the illness of hunger. Drink for the illness of thirst. For the disease of desire, gnana is the specific. For the disease of doubt, despair and hesitation, which are the occupational diseases of sadhakas, the most effective remedy is paropakara, or doing good to others. For the major infection of ashanti or anxiety, the course of treatment is pujan, and for pava roga, or disease of worldliness, bhagavan is the medicine. It is to provide these remedies to the sufferers that the organization has to dedicate itself. A spiritual organization is really above all rules and regulations; the realm of the atma. Is beyond the limits of regulations. In this sense, rules are either meaningless or superfluous in Satyasai organizations. But at least, to satisfy the law of the land dealing with associations of this kind, some rules have to be adopted. For example, who can be members of these organizations, and what are their qualifications? 1. Of course, They must be eager aspirants for spiritual progress. 2. They must have full faith in the name that the organization bears and in spreading that name in the manner suited to its message and majesty. 3. Besides, the members must have won recognition as good persons. That is all the qualification needed. Nothing else counts. There is no need to have money Or lands or scholarship, influence or authority or official position. Oath must be taken from the very depth of the heart. If you have these three qualifications, I assure you, even if you have no place in any organisation bearing my name, you will have a place here. Baba indicated his heart as the place where they will be accepted. The organisations must be such that members find them congenial places to deepen their sardana, to cultivate their virtues and to overcome their ego by contact with workers who are free from the least trace of that deadly poison. If this is achieved, their success is certain. Secondly, what are the duties of members and office bearers? You know that the state requires you to take a solemn oath when you take up an office or enter upon an assignment. Similarly, each member and office-bearer must take an oath from the very depth of his heart before engaging himself in the activities. Swami, save me from any act of commission or omission which will affect adversely the three qualifications you have laid down. Bless me, with the skill, intelligence and enthusiasm necessary for the task I am dedicating myself to carry out for my own uplift Guide me along the correct path Shower on me your grace so that I may earn a fair name in this attempt Guard me from temptation and wrong steps When you rise from bed at dawn pray thus At night, when you go to bed Ponder over your activities during the day, examining them, whether you went against any of the conditions of membership, and if any wrong had been committed unconsciously, pray that it may not happen again. Decide to dedicate yourself in this manner with these ideals for the work ahead. Do not develop fanaticism in psi activities. Another point I want to emphasize is this. There are many other organizations with spiritual objectives in this land run under different names, attached to other names and forms of God, like Rama, Krishna. You know that Indian culture insists that you should offer reverence to all the names and forms of one Godhead. In your organizations there may be some who insist... That only Sai-pajan should be sung. Only the name and form of Satya Sai be used. This is a great mistake. You are thereby dishonoring Sai. If you attach yourself to Sai and detach yourself from Krishna, you get a plus there and a minus here. The resultant gain is zero. In this matter, do not develop fanaticism or sectarianism. Others may have these, but that is no reason why you should meet them with the same failings. Try your best to avoid such infection. When the other organizations require help, go and help them. This will make them realize the loving universal nature of your attitude. Again, do not encourage differences based on region, language, religion or any such flimsy grounds. For example, people who exaggerate these differences may argue that only Tamil songs should be sung in Madras or only Telugu songs should be sung in Andhra Pradesh. If such ideas are entertained, they will undermine the adhyatmic or spiritual outlook, the attitude of unity and oneness which is the keynote of the spirit. This is a field where inner joy, inner satisfaction internal purity are more important than outer expression A word of warning on collecting and spending funds I do not like collection of funds but since some expense has to be incurred I have to allow it under very stringent conditions each organisation has as members of the committee about 10 or 15 persons Whatever expense they decide to incur for the work of the committee or organisation, they have to collect among themselves, without seeking help from those outside the circle. They have, of course, to contribute according to their capacity and limit the work to the resources they can pool among themselves. Do not plan beyond your capacity and move about with lists from person to person, to get funds. By this, the institution gets a bad name, and you too will not be spared. You may say, but when Swami comes to our place, we must spend a lot on reception arrangements. No, I do not need grand decorations, huge bundles, arches, flags, and such paraphernalia. I require only a mic to communicate my advice to the people. Even a chair is superfluous. I can talk standing. Spend sparingly for the minimum needs. Do not involve yourselves in expensive luxury. I would like you to spend any extra money that you have for the feeding of the poor or for any similar beneficial objective. Attempts are being made in many places To build Satyasai mandirs, or halls of worship. But Satyasai will be happy if he is installed in your hearts. That is the mandir I like, not those. When you seek to build that other mandir, you have to go about seeking donations. Religion has declined in this land due to this donation seeking and donation granting. Really speaking, The most precious donation is a pure mind. Give that to the organisation, and it will shine. I shall tell you a method by which the extra funds you may need for any undertaking the committee has in view are to be collected. Estimate beforehand what the expense will be. Suppose it comes to a thousand rupees. Give that information to the fifteen members and fix a day when they shall all meet. That day, keep a locked box with a slit on the lid, in an inner room. Let every one go in alone, into the room, and deposit in the box whatever he feels he can. He can come away without depositing anything. He has the freedom to do so. There is no compulsion. If funds are collected with the knowledge of the rest, A person who is unable to give as much as another may feel humiliated. So, this is the best method. When all have finished their turn, let the box be opened and the amount counted. If it falls short of the estimate, divide the shortfall among all members equally and collect the share from each. If there is some surplus, keep it for the next occasion." Do not have lists, appeals, receipt books, and all the cumbrous complex of fund collection campaigns. That will lead you to stratagems and falsehoods, competition and calumny. Do it in sacred manner, suited to the holy objectives you have. Some delegates suggested that subcommittees be formed and recognized, but that will increase the number and so give room for more mistakes. Let the responsibility be on a few dedicated persons. The district president must see that small associations in the villages are given proper guidance and help to carry out the task undertaken by them and send to those villages exponents of Vedic culture in order to instruct and inspire them. Attempts should also be made to spread spiritual knowledge and instill yearning for spiritual sadhana in students and youth. Do not set limits to celebration of holy days. Satyasai seva have to bear in mind the word seva and take up seva work enthusiastically. Seva must be directed towards the removal of physical distress, the alleviation of mental agony and the fulfilment of spiritual yearning. Some regions are affected by floods, some by drought. The samiti must make efforts to bring relief to the sufferers from these and other natural calamities. The Pajan Mundalis, Satsangs, Pakta Mundalis that are now established must spread the message of Nama Smurana, Bhajan and Nama Sankirtan at all times and in all places. Jayadeva, Gauranga, Tyagaraja, all of them moved through bazaars and streets, singing pujans and songs about the glory of God, and their ecstasy filled lakhs and lakhs of people with divine fervour. Yesterday, someone read out a list of holy days which the associations were to celebrate. That list mentioned Shivaratri, Navaratri, Swami's birthday, and Guru Purnima. But you must also celebrate the birthdays of the Mahatmas, or sages, who led man to the God within him, and also all days held holy by your brothers. Do not set limits to these celebrations and these days. Make every day a holy day, and fill it with the recollection of God and his messengers. Establish unity among yourselves first. Do not seek faults in others or excellences in your own selves. Have full faith in the fatherhood of God and brotherhood of man, and fill every act of yours with that reverence and love. Meet together once a week or once a fortnight or at least once a month. Have someone to discourse to you or engage in Bhajan or study or dhyana experience the thrill of spiritual comradeship. Every member of the association must have some item of work allotted to him, and he must be present whenever such meetings are held, unless, of course, it becomes physically difficult. I must tell you about another point also. Wherever you are, whatever work you do, do it as an act of worship, an act of dedication dedication. An act for the glorification of God, who is the inspirer, the witness, the master. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.